Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> what would you say you do here? Well, look, I already told you. I deal with the goddamn customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. All right, major announcements on the Planet Mikey podcast. By the way, this is episode number 242. Oh. 242. Two, two, two. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, the Planet Mikey podcast is hiring for all positions, uh, especially if you're a sexy woman, <laughs> qualified in all the positions. <laughs> We're brought to you by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, ProAutomotiveMA.com, uh, and uh, south, they're in South Main Street, Webster, and 8 Englewood Street in Webster, and Oxford Avenue in Dudley, and Giacomo's, the finest Italian cuisine, Melrose, Massachusetts, on Main Street, Giacomo's, baby, and my grandma's coffee cake, the world's greatest coffee cake. We have proud sponsors. We're proud of them. And uh, if you want to go get a coffee cake, you go to mygrandma.com or call 1-800-8-GRANDMA. You heard it right. Meanwhile, we got Ben Kitchen, Bill Smith. And what happened last week was we got very worried on the program because Bill Lee, you know, he's had a couple episodes with his ticker lately. And he was going to come on the podcast. And then all of a sudden, he didn't answer his phone. And we all thought, oh, my God, what's wrong? We called back. He was fine. I'm he, not dead yet. I think he was. He said he was down the hill. We'll find out right now because joining us is the legendary eccentric one himself. Author, puppet, poet, pirate, pervert, spaceman. <laughs> Bill Lee, live from Cooperstown. Yes, I am right here below the restroom signs that says men, women, and other. Other. <laughs> I, know. I know. Who decides, by the way? No, does anyone check under the skirts of the people that try to go in there and see if they have a schlong or, or a, you know? I mean, what's up with that? Hey, it's Tennis Without Balls by Renee Richards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Pulling one from the from the past. That was like she was like the first trans, wasn't she? He was the first trans out there. Yeah. I said she. I, yeah. I should have said he. It. Yeah. Whatever. He did. He. Yeah. He revolutionized it. So I got to ask you first. Yeah, I got to yeah. ask you first. Uh, how you doing? How's everything? I'm good. The world. I'm good. You know, when, whenever something happens to Spaceman, I get about nine thousand phone calls. What's going on with Bill? How's Bill? What's on? And I sometimes I call him and he, I can't get you to answer. So I, I mean, I'm like a, a Reuters news service, but I'm a little late. How you doing? I am good. I'm sitting right behind the opening gate to uh, the ballpark, Double Day Field, where the Savannah Bananas and Party Animals are going to close out their season and have a party at the Omegon Brewery right down the road here. And I found, I go to a place, we got no place to stay, no inn, no place to take my dog. I go into a souvenir shop, yeah. and there's a lady, she's got a little thing on it. She had a blood test, and I talked to her, and she's got to have a procedure. We started talking, and I'm holding her hand, and then I'm telling her all about us here and she goes I have a cottage right behind right field and I got a cottage 
right there with my dog, and my dog can sit up on the porch and watch me pitch tomorrow or Saturday. No. I am the, I am so lucky. Isn't you, you it amazing? Hit, you hit that just right. Get that lady's number, because next time I go to Cooperstown, I'm going to want to sit yeah, exactly. there, too. Exactly. Her name is Barbara Lasher, like Fred Lasher. Remember yeah. Fred Lasher? Yeah, Fri- Fireman Fred Lasher. Yeah. Yeah, so her name's Barbara. She's old and stuff. And uh, Didn't Fred Lasher you know, have glasses? I oh no, that's Fred. Remember. I'm thinking of Fred Gladding. Yeah, he had glasses. Yeah. No, Lasher didn't have. Was Lasher with the Giants? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that. You now, my memory's being tested. But we. I know we, it's tough. There's so much stuff in your head. You can't believe. You know, we've lost thirty percent of our brain, and we still got enough to uh, run the largest computer in the world. <laughs> we still we and and we we're quicker on the switch than Ben, right, Ben? <laughs> right. See, yeah, right. See, he's a half step behind. You know, the reason I was calling you last week was obviously to check on you, make sure everything's okay with you, because you know you're an old pal yeah. of mine, and I'm going to make sure everything's fine with you. But I also, it was Joe Rudy's birthday, so I said, I, I, I thought I couldn't get him out, and you said I got him out all the time. Yeah, well, you, he got you late in his career. He got you for a couple home runs, but early on in the '70s, when you were winning 17 games a year for the Red Sox, he was. Uh, I'm talking, you know, from, from when he started, you started. Four for 23 with a 174 batting average, no homers. Wow. He walked them twice. Uh, but the reason I brought him up was because it was his birthday, and it was very timely as of last week. Of course, he was traded to the Red Sox with Raleigh Fingers, and then Bowie Kuhn negated that trade. And you, you were around in 76. What was the clubhouse yeah, thinking? Vita, it was Vita Blue, Raleigh Fingers, and Rudy. Yeah, Vita Blue was traded to the Yan- sold to the Yankees for a million, and then they sold Rudy and... Fingers the Red Sox, and then they came and dressed in a uniform, and then you guys had to say goodbye to him the next day because of Bowie. Yeah, well, you know, Bowie didn't like me. He fined me $250 for using marijuana as a condiment. <laughs> right. <laughs> on your pancakes. Yeah, on my pancakes. How can they do that? It's an herb. Yeah. Um, now, Rudy later. Diana just, Diana just sat down and brought me a beer from a batting cage. Oh, she did? Right across the street from Cooperstown. Is a, oh, you're not supposed to. It's, it's, she put it in a popcorn sack. <laughs> so, so you get away with drinking it? Oh, uh, it's, it's too funny. America, you should be able to drink anywhere you want in America. It's, it's a, oh, tell Diana we said hello. She's a dog. Yeah, she's a saint. Yeah, so anyway, jo- Joe Rudy goes to the Angels, right? And that's when uh, he was, tra- after the 1980 season when he was with the, uh, 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 with the Angels, uh, he was traded along with Frank Tanana to the Red Sox for Freddie Lynn. After one injury-filled season, he went back to the A's. And I didn't know this, but Joe Rudy hit a home run in his last professional at-bat. Wow. I, oh, I thought only Ted Williams did that. I don't know, but uh, that is unbelievable. Now, you always Who said. He a home run in his first professional bat and only hit one all his whole career. Oh, oh, uh, was it like Hoyt Wilhelm? Yes, it was Hoyt Wilhelm. Way to go. <laughs> uh, here's one more weird one. This is, what, this is what Bill Lee told me about Frank Tanana one time. He said Frank Tanana is the only guy who threw 90 in the 70s and 70 in the 90s. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I know. And I'm the only guy to win money on the mound in seven decades. Re- oh, yeah, of course, because you're still pitching. <laughs> I'm pitching. I'm still pitching, and I pitched in every decade, you know, and won a pro game, and it's amazing. I won 
I was, oh, it's amazing 60s, yeah. how lucky I am. Yeah, well, in the 60s, yeah. Obviously, you started in 1969 in the, in the majors. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah, and I went to Venezuela, and I played winter ball, and I, I pitched in ball games in, like, Satchel, and, you know, and then uh, I pitched at 61 in Alaska, 63 in Brockton, Brockton. for the Rocks. Yeah. Yeah, 65 in San Rafael in front of three of my ex-girlfriends. And you won it that game. unbelievable. <laughs> Didn't you drive in the winning run in that one, too? <laughs> I drove in the winning run. I went two for four. I, I led the San Rafael Pacific in hitting and in uh, winning for. Are you only sixty-five? I mean, well, you know, of course, sixty-five-year-olds could be productive. Hey, I got to ask you this because this is great. I found this on the internet. You were ejected from three games, all of them in the majors before seventy-six. Uh, can you remember <laughs> details? If I give you the name of the umpire, can you tell me what what you did wrong that got you ejected? You ready? Yeah. Uh, June 19th, 1973, Larry Barnett threw you out for what? Wow. <laughs> for being smarter than him. <laughs> <laughs> and better looking. <laughs> what is it? Larry Barnett, what a sack of doo-doo. Well, he ruined the whole 75 C- World Series. He, he fucked yes, that up. Yes, he with, did. Yeah. On, the, on the bunt play with Arm Brewster. All right. Now, what did he throw you out for, though, in 70? 70- I have no idea. All right. Probably uh, the F word. No, well, he, he bench jockeying. It says, parenthetically, it says, threw helmet onto the field. Do you remember that? Wow. No, I don't. Okay. It probably wasn't me, but I took well, it for the team and yeah. stuff because I had no access to helmet. I played in 69 when you didn't have to wear a helmet. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, okay, well, say, this is what it says. And then the next one was in, uh, the following year in June, uh, Jim Odom threw you out of a game, and the, the reason they gave was a call at home plate. Ooh, someone slid in and he called him safe and he was out. And that's and you started bitching about it. Oh, God. I, I, they, <laughs> I remember the best was the announcer for the Detroit Tigers, the great announcer. Ed, that, uh, Ernie, hmm? Ernie Harwell? Ernie Harwell. I, I go back. I give up an error at second base. Doug Griffin makes an error. The winning run scores late in the, in the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth. And I climb the screen, and I go all the way up to the second level, and I do the post-game interview with Ernie Harwell in my spikes. <laughs> you went up the screen like Jimmy Pearsall? I did. I went up the screen like Pearsall. Oh, man, that's sick. Ernie Harwell was a really nice guy. He, he, he was uh, the best. I, I, I went, you know, when I had the TV show in the 90s on Neckin, I, I, I went up to the press box, and I, I went and sat next to Ernie Harwell. And I said, Ernie, I'd love to have you on my TV show. Uh, how can I get in touch with you? And he says, well, I could give you my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. He's the only guy that was fired and kicked out of the Detroit organization by Bo Schembechler. Right, right. The the douche. Uh, All right, here's a memory check for Spaceman. Ready? Mm -hmm. Who hit the the first major league home run you ever gave up? Who hit it? I thought it was Frank Howard. It is. 
Wow, it's still going, you know. <laughs> that ball's still up there somewhere. I tell you, they got, you know, direct TV comes off of that ball. Yeah, right, right. I was going to say, Elon Musk is renting it these days. I know. It's, it's, I, I called his daughter about a week ago because I heard he wasn't doing well, and I left her a message, and I told her about the home run I gave up. The second one I gave up, an RFK, I threw him a change-up. He's out on his front foot, and he's a monster. Yeah. And with his left hand, bottom hand, he just flicks it by flicks my it. ear. Oh my. And I try to catch it. Uh, Doug Griffin tried to catch it. Reggie Smith tried to catch it. And it went through the 11 o'clock hour on the Long Jeans clock in RFK Stadium. <laughs> oh and it never got more than 20 feet off the ground. It never got. The highest point it got was when it hit the clock. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Frank Howard reached you three times in uh, your career, so he got you. Now, I'm going to name a couple of guys who got you at least twice. All right? uh, mm-hmm. In 1974, Tommy Davis. Ooh, Tommy. I love Tommy. I could, he was a great hitter. Yeah, he was. He won a batting title, I think, in National League. Yes, he did. He was amazing. He had a bad ankle and never really recovered. But good hitter. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the best. He, he got was you, better than Willie. Got you twice in '74, and then in also in '74, these guys got you twice. You ready for this, Ron Santo? Yeah. This is when he White Sox. Ron Santo, Dick Allen got you twice, and then you gave up five home runs in two games to Santo, Dick Allen, and Bill Melton. Do you remember that? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The Richie Allen one was the best. I come in as a day game getaway. I've got a two-run lead in the uh, ninth inning, and they bring a pitch hit. Buddy Bradford comes in to pitch hit against me. He's a switch hitter. And here comes – it wasn't Williams. It was Casco. He comes to take me out, and I go, what are you doing out here? He says, well, it's a right-handed hitter. I said, he's a switch hitter. And I said, by the way, I'm going to throw him a straight change, low and away. He's going to hit a ground ball to shirt. We're going to get a double play. And now I got nobody on. First pitch, change up. It's a ground ball double play. Now Richie Allen comes up, and I got a two-run lead. I threw him a change up away, and it it went. No one's in the stands. It went out by the shower in Comiskey, where the <laughs> center field. That yeah, it went out there where the shower was, and it rattled around for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he Dick Allen. A lot of people think he should be in the Hall of Fame because he was he was tough against a lot of he people. He was the best daytime hitter I ever saw. Really, as soon as you hold the ball for like five minutes, let the sun go down, and he couldn't hit you. I don't know why he changed his name. He was a Philly. He was a good rookie. They called him Richie Allen, and then all of a sudden he changed his name to Dick. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Because he became a dick. <laughs> <laughs> 1975, here's another highlight from the Spaceman's career. You gave up Hank Aaron's only Fenway home run. Yes, I did. In 75. Last day, last game of the season. I thought he was going to retire. And uh, I challenged him with a fastball because I had a big lead and I wanted to see what he could do. The wind was blowing in from left at about 25 miles an hour and he bottom handed that, backspinned it and when the ball landed in the screen it landed like a butterfly with sneakers on. <laughs> which, I've, which I've never seen, although I have seen that picture of you with a bu- butterfly on your face in Montreal. I love, I love insects, you know. <laughs> they say insects, insects are best. Hey, they're pollinators. They're pollinators. They, if they don't pollinate, we don't eat. <laughs> They're like pollinators like Sean Kemp. All right, now here's one for you. Two home runs, 
1976, from uh, you gave up to Amos Otis and Nettles, and you gave you gave up a home run to Mickey Rivers. I hate that fucking guy. I know, I know. And but Nettles got me the day I came back after my shoulder after the brawl. Oh, really? He got me on the next day. That's that's insult to injury. Oh yeah, that's the definition of that. In '77, you gave up two Reggies. Ooh. In the same season, I don't know if you remember that. You also uh, Jackson and who? Uh, well, no, two Reggie Jackson got you twice, and Nettles got you again in '77. And I hate that fucking guy too, Nettles. I mean, un- unbelievable. I hate all those Yankees. Uh, I do, I do. Hey, we do. That's why I carry him in my wallet up against the right cheek of my ass for eternity. <laughs> that's right. So you can st- he can stay close to your ass. Uh, in '78, you gave up two to Gorman Thomas. You gave up two to Jason Thompson. In '79. Two Dodgers got you for two home runs each. Ron Say and Joe Ferguson, the catcher. Oh, the catcher, yeah. Say Say hit a triple off me in Washington State back in 68 when we won the championship. The wor- the wor- and he ran, he ran around like a goddamn penguin. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was the Nick- Bob Horner in 1980 hit you for two. Now, do you remember who you who you gave up the, your, the final home run of your career to? And it was in 1980. 80, I'm sorry. Uh, it was in after. 82. It was after that. It was 82. Uh, it, I, I wouldn't know. The last home it? run you ever gave up. And it, the guy was an asshole. Big tall. But I give up a lot of home runs to assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Big tall. Everybody hated this guy. Dave Kingman. Oh, no. King Kong got me? <laughs> he did. That was the oh, last I home run it. you ever gave up. Frank Howard. He's a he's a USC Trojan. Of course I gave it up. Frank, Frank Howard, the first one. Kingman, the second one. Go for balls in the career of uh, Red Sox Hall of Famer Billy. We got I that. love that. That's I got King one more. Kong, he, he was, I mean, <laughs> he loves me. He calls me all the time and stuff. He has a... He has a motorhome that's got three-quarter-inch steel plate on it that can stop a fucking tank shell. <laughs> so, so is he? Is he? You know him personally? I never did. I just heard I rumors. Know him personally. Is he a He's good a guy? guy? Oh, he is. He he, okay. he hit the longest home run I ever saw off of Daryl Brandon in senior league. Bucky Brandon. He Bucky Brandon. He hit a ball off of Brandon. Out of West Palm Beach, we went to the practice field to find it, and it wasn't on that field. He hit it into a canal over two ball fields. That's 600 feet. Oh, my God. I guess Bucky never did have very good shit out there on the mound anyway. No. He sucked. He threw, he threw some bombs. All right, now here's one more home run question for you. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, Spaceman, uh, I know you've long, I've known you long enough to know. You took pride in your fielding. You had a 1,000 fielding percentage in five different seasons, and you should have won some gold gloves except for if it weren't for Jim Cott. You would have. Exactly. I, I tell you, I had more double plays than him. I, I was a better fielder than him. You had two major league home runs as a hitter yourself. Yes. Now, who did you get your first major league home run off of? Which pitcher gave it up? Can you remember that tidbit? My roommate at USC, Ray Lamb. Ray Lamb. Whoa. Good. Absolutely. In Cleveland. Was, yeah, the, the, Ray the, Lamb in Cleveland, dead center field. Ironically, it was 9 11, 1972, that you did that. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of baseball birthdays for you, Spaceman. I know you know some of these guys. I'm going to emphasize some left handers here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Wise has a birthday today. He's uh, mm. he's uh, eighty-one. Uh, let me do the math here. This is he's seventy-eight. 
Oh, he's just he's two years older than me. Yeah, Good for him. Also born on this date, a guy that I know you know, that you mentioned uh, in the past, Gaylord Perry, was born on this date in 1938. Wow. Uh, Robin Yount has a birthday coming up. He's 68. Tim Raines, you played with him, right? I sure did with Raines. This is when I was in Cooperstown when uh, I got kicked in the nuts by Wolford's wife after his induction. Jim Wolford? Need- Jim Wolford's wife came up and kicked me right in the nuts. For what? And she said, you hit my husband 41 years ago. With a pitch? And I went, get over it. <laughs> so she... <laughs> I mean, by the way, you know, you didn't throw 110 either. You know, it wasn't like, you, you know, you, you probably had kind of 90 mile an hour. Hey. She she was a rodeo star in Fresno, Visalia, California. She would have gotten the she would have gotten the gold medal, but she couldn't keep her calves together. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Nicely done. Right now, on the sixteenth, which is three days from now, here's a guy that I know you knew. You played with him, and you had one of the greatest descriptive phrases for. Uh, Roger Moret. Oh, Rahulio Culebra Negro, the black snake. <laughs> he would have been oh, seventy-four this was, coming week. If he'd come in and if he'd come in in game two for me in the ninth inning and started the ninth inning, we would have been world champions in seventy and uh, seventy-five. You know what the amazing stat with him is? Uh, in nineteen seventy-five, he had he was fourteen and three. He had a an 8.24 winning percentage, leading all of baseball, with an 8.24 winning percentage that year. Now you describe describe what it lo- what it looks like when you see him pitch because you t- you said this one time. I don't know if you remember. He looks like a suitcase unfolding. No, well, no, he looks. You said you said the last time you said he looks like a spider climbing out of a suitcase, which is <laughs> that's right when, out of when a he suitcase because his legs and everything. He's he's like, uh, <laughs> oh, what was that movie? Uh, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> right, and he and he he went. F- Freaky nuts, catatonic in the locker room or something, and he, he didn't in pitch. In Texas, mo- in he, Texas, right? He, did it. he didn't pitch longer than that, and he died on uh, Pearl Harbor Day, uh, and that's a great day in, in your history too. That was the yeah, Stan I got, Pappy. Yeah, I got traded to Montreal. But he died on Pearl Harbor Day just uh, a couple years ago uh, in 2020. Rogelio Roger Moret. Uh, and I knew you'd have something to say about that guy because he was. Uh... Okay, one more lefty for you. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Birthday coming up on the 18th. Harvey Haddix. He's oh, dead. He's dead. Kitty Cat. I love Kitty Cat. Yeah, the kitten. Yeah, he was his nickname. You remember when George Scott came back to the Red Sox from from uh, Milwaukee, the Brewers, yeah. and he was heavy and he wore a suit to lose his weight. He wore a Hodgman rubberized suit yes. to lose weight. Yes. And then he comes to batting practice, and Harvey goes, "I can throw ten fastballs by you," and he goes, "No, you can't." Use the blah blah blah. You know what George's vernacular. <laughs> and guess what? Harvey threw nine in a row up and in, and he swung and missed on all nine. On the tenth one, he fouled back and he goes i told you you couldn't get 10 by me <laughs> oh, <laughs> boomer would never give an inch to anybody at any moment ever despite being that far in the hole uh the late george scott by the way i think i did his last radio interview he was on with me at weei from his house in mississippi was it greenville 
Greenville, yeah, he's a Greenville boy. Yeah, and I, I, I then he shortly thereafter passed away. You know, he had all kinds of lower body issues and stuff like that. I think he was uh, stuck in a wheelchair at that point. Yeah, he got really diabetic and everything, and uh, you know, he just got big and. Uh, and I can still remember Harvey telling him that story. And Boomer, That's Boomer great. was when when we got when we traded Sparky Lyle for Danny Cater. Cater's hitting in spring training, and he gets buzzed back, and the ball hits the tip of his helmet, knocks it off, and he goes down in the dirt, writhing like it hurt him. And and all of a sudden, he's laying there in the dirt, and he goes, "I can't see, I can't see." And Boomer comes up, he goes, "Well, open your eyes." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the advice, Boomer, Doctor Scott. Uh, well, I'm going to throw on one more bonus left-hander here. You guys have anything you want to ask the spaceman? Because this is a, this is a guy who knows. Well, All these players. I, I just realized you were college teammates with Bobby Valentine. Is that right? Valentine? USC? With, oh, God. He's the only guy I know that snorted the right field line and everything was fair. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, Bobby V, big restaurant tour oh, now. Valentine. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> I was talking about Ellis, Ellis Valentine. Right, right, with Montreal. Uh, yeah, Bobby Valentine. What a pain in the ass he is. Here's a guy that... Uh, I'm going to name the, the the feat that he did, okay, and then you guys play a guessing game. Who was this guy? Left-hander, youngest man ever to appear in a World Series, okay, mm-hmm. for the Red Sox. Oh, really? 1967. Billy Rohr. Nope. Oh, Ken Brett. Yes! George Brett's brother, Ken, born in 1948 yeah. on the 19th of September. And, of course, he, he passed away too early, too. He was all, a- of all, all those left-handers died with the Philadelphia Phillies. Ray, Real Cormier. Tug McGraw. Uh, Tug McGraw, him, and, uh, oh, Darren Dalton. You know, a yeah. lot of guys all died in that organization. Was it the stadium? I believe it's Monsanto. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, well, underneath they, they, some cancer-causing carcinogen, there was a whole rash of people, you're right, that died from that, seven, that Phillies team. The same exact variants of that disease, brain disease. Wow. They all died from the same thing. That's wicked. The Someone same should do, thing. ESPN should do an investigative uh, uh, report on that. Telling you about it. God! Yeah. Hey, and what, what happened, Monsanto sells it out to uh, Bayer Corporation in Germany, and then Bayer gets sued. You know, Monsanto was skipping. And who owned Monsanto? Ewing Kaufman started that company. Oh, wow. Seriously. Oh, you, want, you know what? Maybe you should do that investigative piece for 60 minutes. No, they, they poo-poo me all the time because, you know, I, you know, a wise man is not well-respected in his own era. No, no, it takes a while for people to realize, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Spaceman, I'm, we're just glad you're, you're okay. You're, you're feeling good now? I'm good. Yeah, I got pretzels, I got a beer and a half, and I'm sitting here watching the setting sun over a wood bat factory, batting cage, beer. And, and Cooperstown. Uh, she's she's killing hers right now, too. In, oh, that's water. In, Co- <laughs> in Cooperstown, New York, uh, where you've been met, yeah. where you see some of your... Uh, Memorabilia is immortalized, like for winning the to be the oldest man to win a professional game. 
Yes, and my aunt's uniforms here, and her stuff when she was with the Minneapolis Millerettes. Oh yeah, and Ted and Ted Williams was with the Millers. Yeah, Aunt Annabelle Lee, who you and I trudged my land in Vermont uh, with, and she kept up yes. with us like yes. she was unbelievable, and she was the uh, a great star of the uh, you know league of their own league, uh, the women's professional baseball. She was the number one. She she threw a perfect game against Mary Pratt from Rhode Island. <laughs> See these? I'll tell you. I, okay, I was here to do a memory check for Spaceman. I can tell you, you get a hundred percent memory total recall. So I think you're healthy. You mean you were testing Bill all this time, the whole it time? Is. It is. I got two beers in front of me and pretzels. I can't get any better <laughs> I, I, than that. I, I was testing you. I'm talking pal. to you, and you're. I'll tell you something. Uh, the sky just cleared, and uh, we're going to have two beautiful days in uh, upstate New York. Well, all we care about is that you stay healthy, my friend. And uh, if you're going to pitch tomorrow, I hope you win. Okay, doke. See you soon. See you, spaceman. Bill Lee from, uh, well, from Craftsburg, Vermont, but live now from Cooperstown. I said, you know, he's still on the road pitching like he always does. It never ends for him. It's a great thing. I, you know, I, I think he's going to pitch till he's 100. I really do. If As long as that uh, pacemaker works. As long as he's alive, you'll probably keep doing it. That's it. Now, uh, I don't know if, uh, Ben, have you been reading any of the news lately? About, the news? Yeah, the news. Have you read any news lately? About what's going on in the world? No. Okay. Fill me in, now, please. Well, I, okay, I don't really have... I mean, I have a couple news stories. Oh. And now the news with Mike Adams. And now the nose. I just blew my nose. I think, I think that's great when I can just tell everybody I blew my nose. As if they didn't see it on YouTube, huh? Mm. There are some things that are a little bit alarming in the strange world of uh, actual news. Uh-oh. Where do you want to start? Jeez, I mean, so at the beginning, uh, yeah. all, let me yeah. just say this first. This is a political bill. statement. They they opened up the NFL season and they sang uh, "Lift Up Your Voice," which is quote the Black National Anthem. Yep. I, isn't the whole idea of a national anthem a, a unifying? Yeah. Can't we just have one? I think that's why they were booed roundly. I, by the way, I, I have yeah, nothing right. against the song or be, it being sung. I just thought, I don't know that it should replace our national anthem. And if there's going to be a song that replaces our national anthem, it should be it's America. It's for everyone. Yeah, you know, okay. one nation under God, one nation. You know, but the song uh, America, you know, Ray Charles version. America the Beautiful, you mean? Uh, America, America, God shed his grace on thee. That's pretty good, Mike. You, you could get rid of, uh, uh, of the Star Spangled Banner if you want to, but replace it with a... A really great song. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. Anyway. Uh, I think they meant well. Massachusetts has upped the ante on the right to shelter. You know, we always had it. We're the only state that had it, which means you come to Massachusetts and you're homeless, and you know, Massachusetts says, "Oh, we'll give you a hotel room, or we'll put, we'll find a place for you." Don't you worry. You have to pay. They've been doing that for a long time, but now with this influx of uh, of people coming across the border, there are now 6,200 families. Enjoying the benefits of Massachusetts citizenship with the right to shelter. 6,200 families are being paid for by the taxpayers. And not only is it the right to shelter, but aren't they giving other perks like cell phones yeah. and yeah. clothing? And, and you come here, you get a ho- hotel, you get your driver's license, and soon you'll be able to vote. By the way, we'll feed you. Some you know, this them, is the way we are here in Massachusetts. I just don't understand where the money's coming from. Some of them staying in the hotels are getting a... Room service, and they're getting their laundry done. Yep. And, and now this. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. TV, cute. And then they go, cute, and you talk. An outraged parent and gun rights groups are speaking out against an Alabama elementary school 
that suspended a first grader reportedly for making a finger gun. Like, you know, bang, bang. You're still on the phone over there, bud. <laughs> just my doctor. Are you okay? Um, they suspended a six-year-old kid because he went because he went took his finger with yeah go bang bang and and he's six okay <laughs> they threw him out. Gerard Belcher, whose six-year-old son JB attends Bagley Elementary School in Jefferson County, Alabama, says the school overreacted to a game of cops and robbers. Uh, the notice of suspension that they found uh, Fox Digital found this said that Belcher's son committed a Class three infraction on September 1st by, quote, using his fingers to shoot at another student. <laughs> and uh, they wrote a letter saying, well, how can you do the bubble? According to the attorney and the school staff, they were playing cops and robbers during recess. During the game, children made pre- pretend guns with their fingers and said, bang, bang, at each other. Mm. But well, they only nailed one kid for suspension. Yeah. Right? No, and they got him for a Class three suspension, a major infraction under school policies... Uh, other such infractions in, in the Class 3 category include arson, <laughs> battery of a school board employee, bomb threats, burglary, sale of drugs or drug paraphernalia, and possession of explosives or firearms on school property. So they put him in this category with these felons that, you know, kids who would, I, I just, I mean, I'm shocked at this. What you in here for, Bobby? No. <laughs> In, in other gun. words, the school charged a six-year-old boy with an infraction equivalent to a felony crime, according to the lawyer. And they're pissed. I don't blame them. You know, these are the sure people be. that teach our kids, the ones who made up that, those, those rules. See, this is a little kid. You know what you do? You say, you know what? You take him aside. You go, you know what? I know you, you were, we didn't mean to do this, but, you know, we can't pretend we're producing it. And then the kid would go, oh, okay. That's all you got to say. Uh, you know, that's it. No a six-year-old will get this. Stupid. Hey, speaking of guns, you know, Vinny, uh, the other day when it was uh, very, very, very hot. Yes. Well, Vinny, you know, he likes to chime in every now and then. Vinny from Shawshank? Vinny, yeah. 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 Oh, haven't seen you guys in a while. Hey, since I got your attention, let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you guys noticed that it's absolutely boiling outside? Do you feel like there's not enough gold bond on Earth to save you from the seat? Well, if you do feel that way, you should probably come down to Shawshank Fire Rivals right now because, uh... It's always fall weather in here. See you guys later. <laughs> good old Vinny. Vinny. Uh, yeah, yeah. The good thing about Vinny is he's he's not he, as a hu- human being he's not intimidating. But you know what? He knows he knows his business, doesn't he? Yeah, he does know. He his business. knows the firearms business like there's like nobody's business. You should see the the ones he builds. They're unbelievable. They're beautiful rifles. Well, we we're gonna go visit him. You know, we should get him on the show. That's what we should do. Yep. Um, uh, so, oh, I have one more news story. Ready? <laughs> this news. Is, this is my final news. Story. Not a kicker, though. The Chicago Police Department announced the arrest of a suspect who allegedly unleashed two violent dogs on police officers Ooh. Sunday. I think it's perfect if we could play that song. Who let the dogs out? Woo! Woo! You want to sing it for me instead? No. All right. no Those are monkeys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the mon- I'd rather have I'd rather deal with any dogs than any monkey, individual monkey. Oh, and you know what? It's it's Fishkin. He always calls during the middle of the podcast. It's your lawyer. <clears throat> you getting sued again? No. You uh, suing someone yes, again? Yes, uh, I am. I'm suing you. Oh, good luck. Uh, okay. Okay. Get the, Do you want me to just give you the five dollars now? Just, yeah. <laughs> Settle out of court. Anyway, Chicago resident Vernia Jones was charged with one felony count of aggravated battery of a police of a peace officer. Oof. 
but for sending the dogs out. Now, mailmen can get bit, but policemen can't? No, I don't, I don't The whole idea is when you have a dog, especially a deadly dog that's trained to, to hurt somebody, mm. you better keep that dog's ass under control. It's a weapon, yep. It is, because I think that she should be, and she got arrested, she's in jail. Why? Because she's stupid. All right? Did they kill the dogs? Well, they yes. One. One of the dogs got shot. That's Ooh. a bummer. Well, that's sorry, but you know what? It's uh, nobody's fault but the master. She's stu- no, no, that's why they should have shot her. She's stupid. It's not the dog's fault. You know, when you know someone's stupid, when they say stupid like this, stupid. What are you, stupid? That's how you know they're stupid. But speaking of Damn barking, it. speaking of barking dogs. <laughs> Whoops. I'm, this is, you know, I have those moments sometimes where I'm t- tuned into the universe. Yes. Well, a survey came up on the internet and it says, what kind of dog should you get? Mm-hmm. Answer 20 questions and we'll tell you the breed that you should get. So I said, oh, just for the, you know, because I know what kind. I go through, I start answering the questions. They just took so much of your personal information for when they clone you. Do you like to watch TV late at night? Do you like to cuddle? Do you like to go for walks and all this stuff? You don't so, seem like a cuddler to me. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. In fact, you want to cuddle? I'll kill you. Uh, but seriously, I do this survey. I get to like the last question, yeah. and then it says, "Do you mind dog barking?" And I go, I, "I'm like just about checking." Oh, yeah, I kind of do. And I hear oh, at that very moment, I hear Timothy, my dog, going rawr, 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 in the yard. The neighbor's dog was let out. All of a sudden, but it was exact timing. It was the exact moment I was answering that question, and Timothy starts to bark. I'm telling you, ESP is not just for humans. The dogs, they know. Dogs have it, too. Yeah. All right. Please get rid of the dog. I know. Hey, I just told you that barking annoys me, and then you keep playing that thing. So <laughs> we, we try, and it's not even Buddy, my friend upstairs, your dog. You know, uh, did you happen to see uh, Tom Brady say goodbye? Uh, uh, yes. It was a great moment when he said, All our lives take us on different journeys. They take us to different places. They bring different people into our lives. But one thing I am sure of, and that will never change, is that I am a patriot for life. Yeah! Standing on! Isn't that nice? Standing O. He, I, I, like, I like Tom Brady. Every time I've ever spoken to him, he's been very, very nice. Uh, and I got to say this, okay? There was one other thing that I heard on the news that kind of threw me for a loop. Donny Osmond came out with the fact that he never has sworn in his entire life. And I met him on the elevator. At Bullshit. Fenway. He, was, <laughs> he was very nice. I met him on the elevator. At, at the station. At the uh, No, at uh, Fenway. Oh, because he came to the station. When he was doing J- Joseph's Technicolor dream coat. See a little fella? Yeah, he's kind of short. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah, he's yeah. not too tall. Anyway, I met him and I saw he's a nice guy. And I asked him, you know, I said, how's Marie? And he says, oh, she's good. And I said, you never hear that, huh? And she go, he goes, oh. And he rolls his eyes like, <laughs> but he didn't swear. He said... Inside, he was like, this fucking guy. <laughs> well, I, t- I, I told Joe and Jerry yeah. that, and they didn't believe it. They thought that, oh, everybody's sworn at least a few times uh, in their life. So uh, Joe and Jerry are here to dispute that with a Donnie and Marie parody. I'm a little bit cunty. I'm a little bit cock and roll. I'm a little bit 
Memphis and Nashville. With a little bit of Motown in my hole. I don't know if it's good or bad, Drew. But I know I love it so. I'm a little bit cunty. I'm a little bit cock and hole. He's a little bit gentle. He's a little bit running wild. She's a little bit full-grown bosom. She's a little bit of a child. I don't know about happy or sad. My music makes me whole. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll, Joe. I like that. I like that peaceful, easy feeling of laid-back country song. And when I sing my rock and roll, it makes my penis long. I love my country. Country. With all my heart and soul. I'll go out on a Saturday night for a little bit of <laughs> rock and roll. I know I'm going to feel all right. No matter where I go. With a little bit of country. And a girl who likes to blow. That's kind of filthy, Joe. Uh, what are you going to do? It's the end of the podcast. Nobody gives a rat's ass what the fuck we say here, Joe. I think you're right, Joe. I like that peaceful, easy feeling of laid-back country song. And when I sing my rock and roll, boy, does it make my song real long. I love my country with all my heart and soul. I'll go out on a Saturday night for a little bit of rock and roll, but I said that already. I know I'm going to feel all right. Can you believe it? No matter where you go, Joe. With a little bit of country. And a little bit of cock in a hole. <laughs>